Hi there, welcome to the More Civil Podcast. This is a podcast for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them. I am Mo, and I am your host, ready to spark your curiosity as I take you on this adventurous ride of exploring cultures through the stories of my guests from all over the world. On this show, we get really personal, discussing salient issues that are relevant to our contemporary age and also building community around them. As our guests exercise courage and vulnerability in sharing their life's experiences, we hope that in turn you are inspired by them and that you get the courage in it to set your own stories free. Enjoy the ride and thank you so much for listening. again guys and welcome back if you're just joining us for the first time welcome aboard today is uh, a very memorable day in my history of podcasting because i'm talking to somebody who i have come to know a lot about and in knowing about her and also her story it's really helped inform a lot of my practices around reaching out to people who you know have you know special conditions that require a lot of sensitivity and i've learned a lot from her and i think it's just goes to show the quality of person that she is in being very open with a certain degree you understand why but as well i'm um, just being i guess seeing how she can use her story to help people around her like her around the world so you probably from the title and i think from the flyer you know what we're going to be talking about today and so i'm going to do a little bit of a recap because i really don't want her to start talking about her story from the very beginning so go watch the episode that we did two years ago this was 2019 and it was um season two episode eight and it was a day in the life of a nigerian living with schizophrenia So just a little bit of a recap so I don't, you know, bother her with, you know, all of the symptoms. But uh, before I do the recap, I don't want to keep her just, you know, being quiet in the background. Um, I call her sis. That's not her real name, of course, but I call her sis. And I think it's a name that has stuck over over the years. I've hardly had to say her name, even when we have conversations. And she describes herself as a research and data enthusiast based in Nigeria. One thing she didn't put in her bio, this is she's a fashion freak. She um, she has a flair for colors. And I've, I mean, I have on my WhatsApp, so I see her pictures. And her birthday was actually, you know, um, not too long ago. So everyone join me welcoming um, Sis to the platform. And Sis, um, it's a huge honor to have you back again. Thank you so much. How are you doing today? Fine, thank you. Thank you so much. I feel so, so elated. I'm very happy to be on your podcast, Mostable, and I'm very happy talking to you. That, that's always good to hear. You know, when we have people come back again, it shows that they had, you know, a good experience. So thanks for trusting me enough to come back on the show. Yeah, yeah. So today's topic will be uh, focused on schizophrenia. A little bit of just some information with this is, um, so she had that diagnosis a while back and it came in different phases, which we talked about in that episode. But I think um, some of the things that I remember from our last conversation were just her voices, the characters, and she gave them names. MM, you know, um, she was eight at that time. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, uh, and her name means peace in the Ibibio language. And she speaks with a cartoonish voice and has the exuberance of a child. And there's Christopher, who's like the love character, you know, plays the baritone character of the ideal boyfriend who's trying, you know, desperately to woo Sis's affection. And of course, if there's love, there has to be a triangle. We have here today who seems to be in a one-sided relationship with Christopher. And so, this, and, but then she has some other voices that haven't been distinct yet. And even though we sound very chill talking about this, we don't in any way want to, you know, um, trivialize these this issues. These are very grave issues. Uh, but I think the, the freedom and the comfortability we have about talking about Sissy's conditions, because this is how she is. And, you know, so I'm able to relate with that based on how she's you know giving her story to me um just a little bit of other um background be that schizophrenia causes that cases are not all the same what triggers one person's symptoms might be um harmless other people and we know that you know people can say oh i have depression i have anxiety we can talk about that openly but and these are the cadillac you know of mental health issues and they're definitely hashtag worthy but schizophrenia has not been given the attention it deserves and other like other psychotic issues so as a result a lot of people suffer from stigma and if you're from nigeria where we still have a lot to catch up on when it comes to um, destigmatizing mental health issues. So there's always that resistance to talk about these issues publicly. So she came on the show two years ago to share her story, like I said. And since then, with the help of you guys, we're able to do so much more. We raised some funds to help her get on, on her meds. So thanks to everyone of our patrons for, you know, helping. I was so surprised. Within a week, we're able to, like, you know, raise a lot more money to help her get on her meds for, like, a week. And we're going to check up on her in regard, regard to that. We also connected her with, you know, some competent psychiatrists to help you know get the help she needs i remember i even set up a whatsapp chat and it was a three-way conversation actually four-way two psychiatrists who you know are wonderful guys and then sis and myself and i don't know if you remember this is but one of them actually paid a very fine compliment to you they said you defied expectations that they've never seen a patient sorry they called you a patient but you know how this doctor stuck who had you know this much insight about their condition they were very flawed by just how you knew so much about you know you knew that this was not normal when i say normal like it's not the norm but at the same time you're able to like you know understand that this is what is normal for you and anyways um for me it was very important that as much as we share stories on this platform a lot of what we do is actually off camera to support you know guests like sis to check in with them and you know not just you know touch them and then go you know i don't live life that way and it's really one of the ethos of the show we hope that in that regard since we have not let you down you know in keeping in touch with you and checking in on you so i'm going to stop talking for a little bit to just check in with you okay thank you so much i'm very happy and i don't even know how god planned it but i'm sure he had a very fantastic plan for me because when this thing happened to me, um, that was in 2012, when I relaxed like completely. Because the whole thing was strange and I've never heard of that kind of thing before. So happening to me, it was, I, I felt like everything had come to an end. That's the truth, like, God, how am I going to relate with my friends? How am I going to mix up? Will I get a job? This one, that one, will I be able to concentrate? Will I still be that normal, you know, smart kid growing up? But somehow, I don't even know, everything's just turning out for my good. And then you are one of those those, those plans that God has for me. Because who would even imagine, who would even think 
you know that I can even have someone to speak to that meets me halfway. Because one thing about one thing I read up about it is when you're suffering from this kind of condition, basically what you feed on is care, love and attention. Basically, because there's really no like my doctor used to say that you're gonna be as pills for me. For as long as I know, that was like him trying to play it down. And that meant we're going to be on this stuff forever. Because there's, there's no cure you get. You just manage it. So, I'm not sure my mom could understand that. I'm not even sure my siblings. None of them could really fathom the whole concept of this um, schizophrenia. All that. But finding somebody in you... And thank God, the medical, uh, somebody in the medical field, you know, which I've always wanted because it has to be, or it's easier for somebody from that angle because they can easily relate or somehow. That's just how I feel. So having somebody like you, a sister in Nigeria, my own person that can understand our cultural, you know, um, what, what we go through in Niger with all of the every every you know so meet, meeting me halfway even when I'm trying to explain you already understand like what I'm trying to say because truth be told there are no words to really explain how it's going on up there that's the truth Except you just have to come in and see it, which I don't wish on anybody. So that's what it is. So I'm very happy for that. And you have been super, super supportive. I wish, I really, really wish, because that's the next thing I'm praying for, for God to give me the courage to meet you, like to do half of what you have done on your own end. I should, if I can be able to, because that's the goal, how to, you know, um, identify with the community and then see how you can render help to other persons because to an extent I'm doing good by God's grace and with the help of my sister Mo and all of that so that's just where I feel um, I feel like I've fallen short not having the courage not having enough courage to come out fully and tell people how to, you know, go about it and how to manage or how I've been doing it, you know, to the best of my ability. So I'm just grateful and I pray that one day, one day, because I really need a support system. I really, really need a support system. And I couldn't really find that in my family circle because of the lack of understanding of what I'm going through. So what I, I stopped the blames and all of that. So what I'm doing now is I just leave them at wherever they, they can help me, wherever their help stops based on how far they understand it. And then I try to pick up from there and assist myself on my own. So that's what I've been doing. And majorly, I really feel like having, like when I say companion, I mean like opposite sex would really help me in the society where I come from so that when I'm really speaking or talking about it and you're coming all up on me like maybe trying to run me down and I'm telling you that sorry where I'm, where I'm even at I'm not trying to say 
having a man validates me or anything, but I just feel like in our own Nigerian context, you're kind of like, okay, complete and everything. So I'm ready to pay it all because I'll first speak to him about it. He will accept me that way. And then together we can face all the, every <laughs> jabajantis and all that. So I'm very happy. Very, very happy that I didn't even, because the things I've been able to achieve from that moment, 2019, we had that chat till now. I can't believe it. Like, because I didn't even see it coming that way. So in the course of the, of this podcast, I'll be, you know, talking so much about my the little things I've been able to do, especially when it comes to work, because that part really bothered me a lot. Because if, I, if, I, if I'm not working, am I going to keep up? Am I going to survive? Am I going to understand? I'll just be deteriorating. So in that area, to an extent, I've been a little bit um, responsible and I've been living it up by God's grace. So I just believe from there, everything might return to normal, but not the normal normal. Because this is my new reality. I have accepted it in good faith and I know whatever plan God, God has it will just be unfolding it gradually but what I have decided to do intentionally is to enjoy the moment because what I've been doing before I just um, postpone everything fast forward and for the future when when God when so now no more when this it will now be now as it's happening I'm celebrating it my little wings I'm celebrating it I'm living in it pending when the big one comes fine but for now I'm going to really really absorb the joys of the moment that's what I want to do intentionally because life is short no one knows tomorrow so whatever it is it will be told that I lived my life to the fullest, regardless of schizo or you know, so that's wow, wow. Says, uh, let me just step in here and say that even though you said you don't think you've done much, just to be on the show and share your story, you have no idea. I'm sure you do because I forwarded some of the requests we got from people. And there was a particular one that it seemed like you even said, wow, she has it worse than I do, right? I remember you had said that, like, you know, I'll see what I can do to help her. So don't say that because you haven't come out fully, like, with your full disguise. I know that you're not doing anything. You are impacting people, okay? This is some impact. So give yourself some credit. And being out there in public with your face and name, that can take a toll on your mental health, even for anyone that doesn't have schizophrenia as well. So please take your time. Don't be in a hurry. And you coming back again to talk about your story, I imagine that it's going to also help people that are struggling with this. So please, disabuse your mind of that fact that you, did, you don't think you're doing anything. You've done a lot. And I'm really so proud of, you know, the strides that you've made because I know that every time I reach out to you to maybe share your story with somebody or we got an email and I wanted to ask you, hey, are you okay with talking to this person? You never say no. 
you never say no so i want to say thank you for that and i think the second question i'd like to ask of you is this which you mentioned so the last time we spoke you were at the place of acceptance and it seems like acceptance the way i see it is almost like a continuum you you accept more and more and i like that and i think accepting the reality of um especially the the companions the voices the characters and all the influences they've had on you both positive and negative do you still you know hear all those four voices or has there been some changes um and and you know just what are the nuances and how are you coping with all of that yes very much i still hear them but i noticed something i think i've mentioned that before each time i'm in the company of people or maybe i have somebody that is around me or outside the voice tends to be more quiet like almost silent until i'm back to being by myself again then I'll start hearing. That's one. One, I don't know if it's a win or if it's a huge management system that I put in place. You've trained, you've trained them well. <laughs> I don't know, but that's one thing I noticed and I think I'm happy because before it used to be very confusing. It used to be, maybe I'm having a conversation. They all want to talk at the same time. This one wants to be the one to tell me what to say and if I say that person or that person is jubilating and happy that oh yeah it's the, one, it's the idea I gave you I doing all of those things so now they allow me to do my thing except when I'm by myself and all of them will now come then the other fear I have and I think um, one of the doctors who was speaking to this idea mentioned you know, feeling complete like feeling enough because you have them that's the fear they had about you because you you, yes, you, you had accepted them yeah, yeah. Do you still have that? That is where I am now. Because I have this friend that keeps telling me, Papa, you're not going out. Come on, you listen to your friends now. I'm like, so I have to give tell a lie that my friends, most of them are knowing this where I'm staying. Most of them are in maybe other parts of the later, world. Yeah. yeah, other parts of the world. So, but it's not true. I don't really have that friend that I would be so happy to want to leave my house to go and just sit and sit down with them and talk. Maybe except they call me. So that's where I don't know if it's a challenge, but that's what that's where I am right. When I'm alone, I'm very content. Super. Because I have all the characters I want to keep me bam, complete. I don't even if you don't call me for a week, it's not a problem. I can't even pick so, it up it's not a problem. Because let me let me just step in there a little bit and say this yeah. that in my what if it's more of your personality type than the voices because when you sound also. sounds like a lot like my friends they don't like to go out if if you if you cancel on them they're actually very happy they will like to stay hey. at home and do other stuff so maybe it's a little bit of a personality but then the voices just helps to make it more i want to say enjoyable staying at home mm. would that be why so I, don't like I don't know because my these friends i'm the new friends I'm making, they're really noticing and they're like, what's that one? Except they really come to me, fine, I'll play, I'll be happy to have them around. For me, going to look for them or trying to call them, it's very difficult. So that's that's one of the challenges I'm having right now. But aside that, I've not really had any issues, like any relapse where I'm overthinking or over worrying 
about anything, no. The only issue I had was one time I went to check my eyes. So the nurse now said, okay, let her just do their routine BP check and sugar check before you see the doctor. So when she did that, my PD was, she now said, no, 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 you can't see the doctor. No, they're admitting you. I now begged her, I said, please, then I have to go back to work. Oh, I just came to check my eyes and go back. She said, no, you're not going, you're not going. They now gave me one pill under my tongue. Then after I went, it came down. So that's just, you know, like, are you thinking of anything? I said, no, not really that. I don't really know. I've not been thinking of anything lately. I said, okay, let's try and be resting. Because what I'm doing right now entails that I'm always out there. On the go. Field. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that yeah. was just what happened. But aside from that, nothing. Then I won't lie, I've not been taking my medications that much. I don't know. I feel like I'm regulating how it works. Just I don't want to get used to it. Just, like, I've read about how there are people that they don't pop in pills. They, they are not themselves. They cannot even release. Cannot even interact. So, but my case is really not like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just lucky because. My characters are very obedient, highly obedient. Like we're a team. I always say we're a team. We're working together. I, don't, I used to ask them, I said, so what did you people come from? I thought you came to mess me. Because that's what, you, that's what the devil must have sent you for. To mess me up, to just run me down. Why is that you're not assisting me? You're doing almost 30% of the work I should be doing as a human. You're doing so many things. And they'll just be laughing. I'll be like, well, really, it's true. Because I thought it would be a situation where you'd be telling me, pick up that knife, stab yourself. Because those are the movies I see, those are the things I've read. So when they'll be like, <laughs> they, they don't talk at that point, they just decide. So I'm like, yeah, I thought you'd be, it's even me that I'll be inciting them. Tell me now, tell me to do this evil, tell me to do this. Evil. Okay, this guy is coming, tell me to enter the road now. So with that, you're in, do it now. I won't get any feedback. So I go that far. So I'm like, so what's the, what's, what was your whole idea? Do you understand? Well, just to come and be a part of my life. Then, what are you achieving? What are, you know, conversations like that, nobody's re- responding at that point. It's like, at that point, I start feeling like, are you really a Who are you even talking to? They're not even answering. Are you even sure they're really there? They're not even ready. What are you saying? So at that point, I'll be like, it's like you're doing too much. Just calm down. Pretend like they don't even know they are there. And now pretend before you know they're talking again. They're not talking about that thing. Now bring a different topic. They might just remind me of one thing in my childhood. They might just remind me of one nice moment. Then I'm happy again. So that's really how far I've gone to really push things. Like I want to see the end of this. Thing. Where will it end? You know? So that's really it. But apart from that, I've just been coping and coping very, very correctly, very correctly to support 100%. I don't even know if what I'm saying sounds uh, normal or sounds good, but that's what it is. I've not seen where, even when I don't have my friends calling me or my mom is not calling me immediately, but I'm content with it. But if you look around, there's nobody there. There's nobody giving me joy there. But inside, it's just there. I'm laughing all the time and smiling. I might not be smiling out because I'm conscious not to. You get. Before when it started, I speak out. 
audible conversations yeah. yeah but this time no way i know i can talk i'm not moving my goal we are talking very well speaking with all the ones that are to find voices that i can speaking with all five or four of them perfectly but i'm not moving my goal. so that's an achievement so it makes me a walking calculator <laughs> a walking machine i'm operating number but you're not hearing no physical expressions no nuances nothing but I'm, I'm doing my communication and that's why I can stay in the bus throughout the ride I'm not saying hello to anyone because we're talking we're, we're talking about you sitting next to us we're talking about the driver we're talking about this, the girl standing on the road trying to cross we're talking about different things so why should I talk to you so you understand so I just pray it doesn't make me I don't know if it's the right word a recluse like separate myself from people you get so that's why I'm seriously striving for that part of having a a companion like somebody yeah. I can go and share this whole everyday experiences with and would just laugh Um, wow, thank you for sharing all of that. I'd just like to chime in here and say that there's nothing like getting used to or getting addicted to the medications. Uh, I speak boldly as a pharmacist because some of these, like with schizophrenia, we don't know what causes it, but I think sometimes it could be imbalances, like, you know, or maybe some chemical imbalances and all of that, maybe trauma as well. So just think of it like if you're depleted in an area, the drugs help to replete those things that have been lost. So it's not it doesn't really say that you are the one getting addicted to it. You don't need it to like survive. You just want to gain some functionality back. And as you know with schizophrenia, there are positive symptoms and there are negative symptoms, right? Positive ones are the ones that were added to, you know, the condition that, you know, you you didn't have before the, but they were added to the condition and then negative ones are the ones that were taken away from you so like you know um being able to be social so that limited social interaction inability to experience pleasure lack of desire to form relationships those are really hard and those are the ones that really impact quality of life and the medications can help with that now the positive ones might be easy to take away but the negative ones are really bad in the sense that it's harder for you to give back to replace what has been lost but the positive one you can take away what has been added right so the medications can really help with that because i do remember the psychiatrist telling me that they were also concerned for you in that regard as to you having that acceptability is a good thing but the downside of that is you you are not very proactive in making seeking like enrichment outside of yourself and and i think it speaks so much strength to the kind of person you are in that you do recognize this as well you know so i want to encourage you that as best as you can being adherent to your medication will probably help and i think with these other things you're doing like your job you having conversations building community being involved with other people as time goes on you'll get to that point where you know it might get better I, I really hope so, but I know that at least, you know, from what we know about schizophrenia and all that, medications just seem, seem to help a lot. Now, the side effects and all of that other stuff might be a deterrent, and I know you've talked about that, you know, putting on weight, your blood pressure, and, you know, sometimes it affects your mood, you know, and so, balance, yeah. My speech, dryness, yeah. 
it feels so much like yeah 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 my fingers so many things it does yeah like they got me scared once i called to talk my doctor and i was like i don't understand it's too much affects my period my cycle as well like the doctors say that medications really help but i'm just thinking the side effects like you mentioned it's like they just they yeah. just very low dosage okay my not release because it does too many other things to me affects my menstrual cycle affects my tongue yeah, i'm always sticking out my tongue whenever i'm taking this medication my fingers just start moving for no reason like i'm losing control of them or something yeah so yeah <laughs> i mean <laughs> I I I I do know that yes, the side effects can be quite you know hard as well to tolerate. And yeah, yeah, yeah. As well with the metabolic side effects like weight gain, some might even cause your blood pressure to like go high and all that. Yeah. But I know that um, with the hope of advances in drug te- like development and technology, we can have better you know regimens because I can let you know just that um, mental health issues like psychosis, for example. There's, they've done a lot more in trying to like bring up, roll out new medications. Because way back in the days, the way they were even treated was, you know, very very abysmal. I don't know how medicine was practiced, but then with we've made a lot of advances, and I hope that you know with time, like a drug like Abilify, you know, it's it's yeah. actually one of the best out there. And but way back in the days, what was being used wasn't really really good. So I'm very hopeful that we're going to come up with more medications to deal with that will have side effects. Like but the challenge yeah, yeah. we had with Abilify was right. because it was so expensive. Yeah, Abilify yeah. was doing for like thirty grand that time. I, I think I've been on like two three packs before. So that was why he now suggested maybe to go on some other. Less yeah. Uh, I use the word crude that they were. Is it very raw? So Abilify has some elements that kind of offs or re- reduces the crudeness. See, yes, the crudeness. Uh, so of, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, But yeah. this one is just coming direct, like expensive yeah. direct. That's why you have all of those side effects. So he was. So yes, I told him let's do it this way. Let me just stop. When I can, maybe if I have something doing, that was what I told him. Then maybe I get a job, then I'll now put it on my monthly budget. That okay, set aside thirty grand or whatever for at least five months. And it's always very scarce, so you have to like book ahead. So he even yeah. gave me the number of the person that distributes or something here in town. So you book like for like three months ahead. That okay, you need you now bring because. I think there are just very few around in South South yes. Okay. Um. Well. We'll, we'll keep monitoring that because I don't want you to skip your medications, but we'll keep monitoring you on that. Now, um, for those that might, you know, have, you know, schizophrenia, maybe similar psychotic, psychotic conditions and they, they're finding it very hard to adjust, maybe because they don't have any form of 
social support or they haven't been able to find somebody to talk to what are some of the words of encouragement you might give to them if they might be listening to this that's one part of the question the second part of the question is how can we you know um support you you know people that um that don't have any experience with this but they would like to support more how can we be allies to those who might be going through you know this kind of issues um mainly like in my own case i didn't have this level of support because support for me is understanding Understanding what I'm going through at that at that time when it happened to me, I didn't have this level of uh, as in having people that really understood what the whole stuff was all about. So what they could do then, which is what I think most of them are experiencing now, would just be maybe their parents or their siblings or relatives. Just do the basic things, hygiene, you know, help you make, ensure you had your bath, brush your teeth, ensure you've had breakfast, lunch, check up on you and all of that. Because at some of some the there's a stage the thing does not even allow you, cannot even as in that early stage, cannot even function, can't even do anything. You're kind of let me use the word invalid. Because mm. that first stage you do not even understand yourself. The next person does not even understand you. Nobody understands anything. Or maybe if you're seeing a doctor, that might be the only person that understands what's going on. Okay. So at that stage, it's just the basic help around the house or wherever the person is staying. Have faith in God. Because that also helps us. Because before we went to clean, let me just mention something. I think I said before in, in the other episode that when we first started, we're just moving from church to church. That was praying, praying sending our prayer requests to brethren, to French churches, where we have worshipped and all of that. Until a friend of my mom saw her and said, what is that? What this thing happened to your daughter? That she yeah. thinks we should go to the hospital, which is the teaching hospital, and that we should go to a department called mental health. And so when my mother went, the very first day, this, it was the chief, they call it chief or something, in charge of that department. He was the one that was around that time. The one just wrote, prescribed. I wasn't even conscious. I, I wasn't really know what it is. My mom was telling me. Then she went to the dispensary. She bought the drugs, came back home, and gave me. I started taking. It wasn't until two weeks. I said we've been going to church for like nine months, moving around wow. everywhere, everywhere. It wasn't until two weeks. This was March 2013. So that's it. So I will also encourage them to see a doctor as well. And then maybe begin to take medications as well. Then also, I don't know because I've not done that yet. Speaking to friends about it or telling your friends how to care, how to care for you. I'm not going to that level. But if they are strong enough to, fine they can go ahead yet so I'm just stay prayerful that's all okay I mean um, just a little bit more on that would be whatever level of support you need that you think you can find that will not be debilitating to your current condition go for it sometimes families are not any better Maybe you can find a friend. Sometimes it might be friends. I know families or families of friends. Or even it could be like other communities, like your church groups, your working groups, your workout groups. There's always somebody out there that would, you know, 
listen to you and encourage you. And so you decide what that level of support is. And I also uh, want to emphasize what you said earlier on about, you know, prayer is good. You know, I'm a Christian as well. I believe in the power of prayers. And, you know, if you have to be on medications or seek therapy, do all of that. There are no mutually exclusive things you can do. Exclusive things you can do. Do that and seek help. So she gave that example of how she, you know, for so long she was, you know, she was catatonic. She wasn't talking and she was just in a frozen state. And luckily for her, her mom, her friend, like told her, you know, take your daughter to a doctor, like let them examine her. And then just within weeks of being placed on medication, you had that turn around. And I'm sure you could also even feel like your, your body came back. It could almost like you were stuck in a prison. You couldn't escape. So just to encourage people that I know there's a lot of stigma about medications that, oh, if you use medications, you don't have faith, you're not Christian enough. Uh, please, you know, whatever you think you need to get on, if it's therapy, if it's medications, if it's medications and therapy plus prayer, please go get that help and don't let that hold you back. Since we're rounding off now, but I'd like to ask you, you know, um, two things. Um, actually three things. So I know that your desire is to have a companion. I know the last time we talked about this, you had a boyfriend then, but then they were they were not being very supportive as you wanted. Have you dated anybody since then? Or what are some of the challenges you have being out there and um, you know, being single and wanting to be in a relationship? Yeah, okay. Yes, as much as I desire, I'm also one of the, one of my own constraints. I'm the one constraining myself because you have to put yourself out there as well to be seen, to be heard. You cannot just every day be locked up in your room and expect people to know that oh, there's one girl somewhere that, you know, that is ready to mingle or something. So the moment I started talking to myself about that, that was where I first accepted this job. As much as the conditions are not really what I should take, because it's pretty stressful. For 28 days, you're out there, you know, always in the in the field, moving from house to house, trying to get data for whatever you know they want to use it for and all of that. Yes. You, you'll be paid at the end of 28 weeks. But when you come back, you need to regain yourself. Like, see, I've just been on bed rest, just been in the house. Since I came back, that was um, last week or last two weeks, I've just been indoors trying to regain because sun burns and all of those things. So in the course of this, like I said, I'm the one that, is, that, that has been holding myself back. Because I don't even go out. I don't want to mix up to that level where I have to start telling you too many things that you might not even understand. So when this job came and I accepted, somehow, it's not even somehow because it's just how it happens. Once you put yourself out there, not like you're saying you want anything, but once you meet people, you interact with opposite sex, somehow somebody might just, you know, um, find you attractive and pleasant and I want to talk to you. So that's what happened. And somebody spoke with me and um, I've not gotten to any reveal stage yet. I still want to know the person very well. But so far, the person has been very, has shown some sense of uh, empathy. Like you could see that this person is a kind person, yes, as much as I've not said anything yet. So you can see that, okay, this person is kind. 
at the time you're ready to speak to him, even if he doesn't understand, if you would, you know, lend that listening ear for you to, to talk and all of that. So that's just where we are right now. And I'm still open to meeting new, other new persons or new people. But so far, so good. This person I'm speaking with is a kind person. That's all I can say. Okay. I think you know um, you've already said it initially, like the challenges of not being out there more because of you know the content, the contentness you feel just with the voices. So those can also limit your social interaction. So I'm glad that at least you have that insight. I do hope that you not like push yourself to the brink of exhaustion, mm-hmm. but at least you know um, slowly open up more. And I I pray that you find the right person that can support you because you deserve to be supported. You're, you're very um, you're a wonderful person and I, and I do wish that above and beyond for you um, now the the second part would be your parents so I know your dad is late I'm sorry about that I'm sorry my condolences about your dad's passing and it's been a while but you were very very close with him since you have been on the show what has your relationship been with your mom and your sisters and you know your other siblings as well yeah my mom my mom has been very very good in her own way you know, she has been doing a lot, especially when I didn't even have anything doing. She tried out of her little. She has been very, very supportive. She has been caring and all that. I can imagine that, you know, there have been some low moments and some high moments. So I like to ask after almost a decade of battling with schizophrenia, what are you most grateful about and what are you most regretful about? Okay, I'm grateful to God for life. I'm grateful to God for my family. For the level he has opened their eyes to understand what I'm going through. I'm grateful to him for that. I'm grateful to him for my strength. In as much as I've not, you know, made any reveal, but I see care, I see empathy, I see how how much they look out for me, call up and check up on me. So I'm grateful to them. And that tells me that if I eventually decide to, you know, let them know what's up, then I would really have a strong, strong support system. Then, utmostly, I'm grateful to God for my sister Mo, the owner of this platform, <laughs> where I have, where I'm able to share all of this with you people that might get to listen. I'm very grateful to God for her because as it stands, she's the only person that's really interfacing and checking up the understands truly what I'm going through. You know, also from the medical angle, you know, speaking with my therapist on my behalf, linking me up with them as well, raising funds for my medications and all of that. It's not easy. Somebody that's not family, you know, doing all of that to you. But then again, family is not just um, or relatives by blood. Family is the people that truly care and show you that they are there for you. For me, that's family. So I'm grateful to God for more, for her husband, for allowing her the time, the opportunity, the chance to uh, be of help to me and also to others. Because she's really doing like very great helping people as well that are going through all that stuff, not just me. God, God, God in his 
um, benevolence will bless her and her family. So I'm grateful to God for all of that. I'm grateful to God for the things I'm expecting him to do in the future, things that might I'm not seeing happen. I'm, I'm not seeing happening now, but I, I'm very sure it will happen. Having a permanent job that will not you know, require too much physical activity. Okay, yes, and then being productive as well in that um, field, and also a life partner, children as he pleases. Just beautiful things of life. I'm very expectant and I'm grateful to God in advance for all of those things. And then my major regret as it regards my journey would be the choice I made in 2011 of having to go serve in a church. You know, sometimes we decide to do certain things. They look very good when you see them. They look very religious and all of that, but that might not really be the plan for you at that time. You know, so... I don't know if I didn't hear God well or if I was just pulling my flesh. I don't know what it was, but I chose to go serve in church. And that's where I came in contact with this person, in quotes, the minister of the gospel, as it were, that somehow tampered with destiny, my destiny, as it were, because that's what each time this um, conversation is raised in my family about my condition and all of that. They always trace it to that pastor. That pastor you worked with and that did all of those things. He's late now, no doubt, but I leave it to God because there's nothing I can do. But I know that one day, I believe God that one day I can just wake up one morning and I won't feel any kind of way. I won't hear those voices anymore. I just believe God a miracle can still happen, you know. Very, very hopeful for that, and I'm thankful for that to come. So that's just, yeah. Well, um, I'm sorry once again to hear about the abuse you experienced and what seems to be like the catalyst that triggered all of this. And I know that they always say the hindsight is 2020, and if you had known, you probably wouldn't have dabbled in it. But what that person did was took advantage of you and that was spiritual abuse right there if there's anything I know about God he doesn't like people who take his name in vain so I will leave it that we leave that to them but one thing I will pray for you about is that God will take all of this and turn it around for your good I'm not we don't know why these things happen we don't know why you know in a in a spiritual you know atmosphere like in a church a lot of abuse goes on and I'm not gonna say sit here and say everything happens for a reason no that shouldn't happen but what i will pray for that god would take all of that and turn it around for your good and mm-hmm. i pray that you will rise above these issues and not just to come to a place of self-determination but also to use these stories to help people set their own stories free as well i pray that Lord, you'll get you know peace for days and yeah. those your heart desires for you know to have things come back to what you did determined as normalcy and also to be able to have a have a companion of your own a godly companion of your own i pray that you have all of that and much more and god will just grant desires of your heart and fill you with his peace so all this and more i pray for you sis so i want to say thank you so much for coming back once again to share your story and you know um let us know what you've been up to how you've been coping and you know this is impactful right here because you've taught me you've you've taught me a, a better appreciation of just the complexity of the human mind and as someone that has worked in the pharmacy in the pharmacy field for quite a while 
um, you you don't really get to know a lot about what goes on in the mind of you know the other people that are not you know non-healthcare professionals. So your insights really matters a lot, and you're making a lot of impacts. So there, I said it again, you're making a lot of impacts by being more vocal about your story. And I hope that those that are listening to this, if you know, um, if you are, you know, someone with schizophrenia who might need a support system, I hope you guys are able to use the story that we talked about today to you know get that encouragement that you need remember to find the support that you level of support that you want and not you know um one that would make you worse as far as your condition current condition make worse make your current condition worse rather anyways this was all we had to talk about today as always thank you guys for listening i remain your host Mosibo. thanks a lot sis uh, i'll catch you on the other side of the whatsapp world i appreciate all of your time and your help and yeah, thank you so so much thank you being good health all right thank you all right bye and love you (laughs) all right bye Thank you for listening to this episode of the Merciful Podcast. Well, guess what? There's plenty more where that came from. So visit our website at www.mosibyl.com. That is www.mosibyl.com, where you can find hours of other binge-worthy episodes just like this one. And while you're at it, please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or Podbean as it encourages other awesome people like you to listen to the podcast as well. We are now officially on Podbean. It has an app. You can catch up on missed episodes and also get a notification when we have new episodes. Do you have a question for our guest, feedback on the episode, or a suggestion for a future guest? Then please get in touch with us by sending us an email at talktomo at mostable.com or connect with us via Instagram at the Moral Civil Podcast. Cannot wait to hear from you and thank you so much for always listening. Mm-hmm.